Hey guys, I'm Darren. And I'm Pam. And welcome to the very first Savor Your Marriage podcast. This is an exciting time, guys. It is. We changed the name. Change can be good. Change can be really good. I think it will be in this time. It is going to be good. Um, So just to give you guys a little heads up on what's going on, uh, we're still heading Heart 1313. Absolutely. It is our ministry. It is. I think what we just wanted to do is we wanted to separate the marriage ministry from the podcast Mm -hmm. and make sure that we gave the podcast its own identity. Yes. There won't be confusion in that way. And again, just like you said, I mean, I want to reiterate you, but to give it its own identity, I think it's just going to be really good. And I think it also uh, makes the the message a little bit more clear of what we want this podcast to be about. And that's for you guys to delight and savor your marriage. Absolutely. Um, I'd say that the Head and Heart 1313 website will still be um, will be available. We're updating it right now. Yes, we are. And so it will be full of resources for people um, to not only grow in their marriage, but continue to grow in their faith with Christ. And yes. so... We'll still be hitting Heart 1313 on like social media and stuff like that, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if there's any other changes, we'll let you know. Absolutely, but, I was about to say the same thing. Yeah, but the main thing is, this is now Savor Your Marriage podcast. Because that's what we should be doing with our marriages. Yes, Absolutely. yes. Absolutely. Well, today, what are we going to talk about? So we're going to talk about coming back together, and we'll explain what that means when we say coming back together. Before we do that, how are you? I am doing okay. It's been, I think, a little bit of a challenging time. I think you're aware of that as well, but... I am just so honestly um, just trusting in God and just happy that he's always faithful. And I just know we can remain faithful. Uh, he remains faithful, excuse me. And I can continue to trust in him. So I, I'm actually pretty good. You know, I will say that um, I'm doing okay. Yeah. Yeah, we took a week off uh, from homeschooling last week, which you was did. really important for me. I needed to catch up on grading, but most importantly, I needed a break. Mm-hmm. The kids needed a break, and I think it's just so important that even as we homeschool, we give the kids their time to mm, not read. Kids? No, well, yes, they're okay. always kids. Not That's very true. Not just <laughs> that, but uh, refresh isn't the word, but like... I guess reset. That's what I'm trying okay, to say. I, they need a reset. And I'm not going to say that today was the best day as far as homeschooling, but I can definitely tell that the kids were, um, I can tell that they enjoyed their week off and that they were ready for this week. In fact, you know, they got finished with their work and record time. Well, that's good. That's good. I mean, usually when you come back from a vacation or any type of a break, it's always kind of hard to get back into the swing of things. But, you know, they'll, they'll get back into it, which I'm pretty sure you already know. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And thank you for giving them that break and taking a break for yourself so you can be the best version of you for them. I I have to remember to do that. Mom guilt tries to creep in, but it's so very important that I am mm-hmm. uh, trying to give them the best version of myself and not the worn out version, Yeah, which <clears throat> I'm not going to say plays into exactly what we're talking about, but maybe a little. You know what? I think it's actually a really, really good segue because you're absolutely correct. I mean, you, you go mm-hmm. through so much yeah. of being mom. Yeah. And I think honestly... You know, and I don't know if I'm going ahead into the podcast already, but I think honestly, you are mom 
a lot of times more than your wife. Yeah, absolutely. Throughout the day. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and especially for you in your in your current role. I mean, that's you you wear that mom hat more than you wear the wife hat. I wear it more than I wear the Pam hat. That for sure. And that's who you are at your core, which is crazy. But that's what we're talking about. So we're talking about coming back together and maybe even coming back to yourself. I think that wow, let's get into it. Let's get um, into it. So for those who don't know and are just joining us, Darren and I just had um, a baby girl. Yes, we did. Next month, she'll be a year old. Can she, you believe man, that? Next month, she will wow. be a year old. It's been a crazy, wonderful blessing of a year. It really, truly has. Um, So 10-year gap between... Ten year gap. Our new little one and... Yeah. Our formerly youngest. Yeah. <laughs> and now our middle child, our son. <laughs> yes. So, yes. Um, that, that's been something. Yeah, it's, it's definitely been something to um, get used to. You find yourself, even though it's kind of like riding a bike, but you do have to get back into the swing of things. And for us, I think the, the season of our life is different. In a lot of ways, it's been maybe a little bit more challenging, but in a lot of ways, it's been a blessing. And we find ourselves um, having a lot more patience, I think, than we did the first two go-arounds. Yeah. You know? Um, but there definitely are some challenges, maybe just for the season of life, or maybe it's because of our age, even if we're not yeah. old, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, tell me what... What changed for you when we had Eliana? And and this is in regards to, well, I guess for you mm -hmm. individually, but then in regards to our marriage, what changed for you as as an individual and as a husband? Well, you're dividing your time a lot more. Um, as you as anybody who has babies know, babies are very demanding. Absolutely, um, they command a lot of your time. And um, I found myself as a father trying to make sure that um, our two oldest don't feel left out, that they feel included in um, what's going on. I remember even having talks with them in the very beginning, how I don't want them to feel neglected. I feel like, um, you know, things have changed to the point where they're no longer important. Um, so I made sure that we had conversations with them about that. But it does. And we explained that to them. Hey, your sister... She's a baby and she can't do anything for herself. You guys are at the point now where you can do some things for yourself now. So she commands naturally a little bit more attention, but that does not mean that we love you any less. And we've actually involved them on helping out in those roles as well. Now, it also has challenged me as a husband as well to make sure that you have what you need for me as a husband, uh, reminding me um, to make sure that um, I'm affectionate to you, that, I'm, that, I'm, that I give you what you need as a partner and as a spouse and also um, being a I'm not saying a caretaker but especially when you were in the point at the very beginning of recovering from the c-section of course that you have from that it's making sure that you were well taken care of as well so there were definitely some challenges of making sure that she got a lot of my time make sure you got the important amount of my time that you needed as well and of course the, um, our other two children as well so it's just some more of a stretching yeah, you know, the thing is that um, the 10-year gap really puts you in a different position because now you have to go back to where you graduated from. You I'd say at 10 years, you've kind of graduated from a lot of things because everybody's potty trained, of course. Yes. Everybody's feeding themselves. They can prepare their own snacks, um, breakfast, um, 
they you know they're pretty independent in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. so you get a lot of your independence back because you don't have to help them with that and then to go back to that I guess I just kind of want to say I guess I want to ask this because for me it was hmm having to switch back Mm -hmm. to um, being needed more I'd say yes I think I don't think it really put too much of a separation between me and you. In fact, I think that we actually bonded more and I'll get to that later. Um, But I will say that it definitely brought me back to a different place. Mm -hmm. So when I had um, Leah, I suffered, you know, um, um, oh my gosh, I can't even get it out. I was about to say post-traumatic, but it's not. It's postpartum depression. Um, and the thing about that is, um, that's a very scary place to be. Mm -hmm. And knowing that there was a possibility I could walk back into that 10 years later, that's something completely like kind of stays with you. Yeah. It it would, I won't say it was a fear, but I will say that I was very, very conscious that, okay, I could get back to this place and, that was a tough place to be in. I know it was a tough place for you to be in. Um, so um It made you very self aware. Yeah. Like like if you were feeling something in a moment, I think even if even though you're dealing with something that was very emotional to you, you were actually able to say, Okay, this is what I'm feeling and this is probably why I'm feeling this way. Although I don't like it, you recognize what it was. And we were kind of able to talk through it and work it out. There were a lot of those moments, actually. And I will uh, give all all praise to God for yes. helping me recognize it. But there were a lot of those moments, actually, where I was like, oh, my gosh, I am a mess right now. I know I'm a mess. I know why I'm a mess. And I can't do anything to stop it. Crazy. So, and it, it literally felt like that. So... I'd say those were some moments that kind of uh, actually bonded us a little bit more. I think so. And you know what? um, When you were talking about, you know, it seemed like we graduated with the other two. What the thought that came to mind for me is what it felt like for me, at least, is that you know how when you go to college, you go for your bachelor's and you get your bachelor's degree. This felt like we were going back for our master's mm, because yeah. we had proven that we know the material, if you will, of how to be a parent, I guess, in a sense. So you see, think you do. So now you get to exercise this. And now we were able to put into motion all the things we learned from the first two. Yeah. We were able to remember. Well, we some could of... remember. Oh, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Because I can remember. <laughs> Hardly. <laughs> you know, but I think what we, one thing we, we do remember, like most um flawed individuals that you do remember your mistakes and yes. i think we were able to remember some of the mistakes that we might have made with the first two and try to not make those with um, these two like for me just an example i remember being probably very um impatient maybe with yeah. um with the kids as far as sleep and lack of sleep but now i recognize how to deal with that and i knew okay well she's just being a baby she's literally babying in this moment and I was able to calm down if I had lack of sleep or I was frustrated and really wanted her to go to sleep. I was able to kind of learn from that. Like, this is just what it is. And this season is going to pass. And it has. And it passes very fast, actually. It does. It doesn't seem like it in the moment, but it always does. I want to say, like, one of the things that um, I I think I guess I want us to talk about is 
how were we separated okay. to the point that we need to come back together? Yeah. So I think, at least and I want you to give your take as well. But for me, you're doing so much. Like I'm getting back to work. So we've now had a baby. And the time for me to go back to work has come. So now I'm back to work now. However, she's still a baby and you still need help. So I'm eight hours or so or whatever it is that I work, you know, away at work. When I get off work, I'm clocking right back in to give you a reprieve from having a baby hanging off of you all day. And you're recovering from that surgery right at the very beginning. So it's really just more so of doing what's necessary for the household and then making sure that I'm able to be dad. So it's like you go from work or employee straight to being a dad and you have very little time sometimes to be husband or best friend to you. And so to come back to you, you have to be able to put some of that aside and be very intentional with the time that you have. And sometimes that time may be 30 minutes at the end of the night. And literally, <laughs> guys, that's what we've had to do. Right. Um, I think in the very beginning, that is that is really all we had. Well, we got to sleep for about 30 minutes because she's going to wake up in about two hours ready to eat. Yeah. Um, or not sleep. We got to talk for about 30 minutes mm-hmm. or whatever, catch up, um, because we do need to try to get some sleep because she'll wake up in, in a few hours ready to eat. Yeah. And you're right. We had to be very intentional about that. And that was not always easy. Absolutely not. <laughs> because when you, um, when you are at work for long hours of the day and you are with the baby and you are with the other kids and you're enjoying all of that time, um, it's still work. Yes. And it still can be taxing. So you want to just just chill out with yourself. Like you don't want to, for me, you know, as an introvert, I am like done. My battery is kind of like all used up. And it. Um, and I was literally just done by the end of the night. But it was important that we put that time together to make sure that we checked in with each other because... You can be separated momentarily when a new baby comes. Mm-hmm. And if you don't work to actually come back to each other, that separation can kind of continue to grow. Correct. And for people out there who may not have gone through this, maybe have not had children at all before, and you're like, well, this may not apply to you. It, it, it can apply to many different situations. It can also be from the standpoint of if you're very in tune of maybe starting a business or growing a business, or maybe you're in school for something. And, you know, you're finding that you have very little time to come back and and remember why you two are together. That's what we're talking about. So it's not just the baby situation, but it, it but for us, that's that's what we can draw from, from it, that conclusion for sure. Right. It's anything that's going to take the majority of your time and yes. cause a little bit of a gap or a little yeah. bit of a separation between you and your spouse. You and we're yeah. talking about basically how we had to come back together in that and and let's be real we had other things mm-hmm. before the baby we were trying to plant a church yes um that took so much time you did there was so many things that we were doing ministry wise that i'm not saying separated us but we just had to car- we just had to like put them in different like yeah. little compartments to make yeah. sure that we were doing what we needed to do. Correct. Getting back to our situation um, with Ellie and the baby, mm-hmm. 
what did you so so we found taking being intentional about that time yes what else did you find that you thought was useful i mean intentional intentionality is honestly key i think that's honestly just the number one thing but i don't Mm -hmm. know if you had anything else because we're talking about like our relationship we're not just talking about sex though we do have to get back to that of course we're talking about you know how did we bond as friends you know i think we went on a date night um our first date night after having Ellie. Yes. Yes. We just went down the street. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think we talked about that in one of the podcasts. We just went down the street to Applebee's and just reconnected that way. It was not the most glamorous thing, but it's exactly what we needed to come back to each other. And that's something that you have to do. You have to take those moments, be intentional with your dinners together. Even if it's like a dinner alone, um, there was one time I would say mm-hmm. where we, um, like it was something you were working or something mm-hmm. and it was our anniversary, but we did not have time to go out and eat oh, yeah. on our anniversary. So I just planned like a little dinner yep. at home after yep. the kids went to bed and it was candlelight and everything yes <laughs> yes i don't like romance but i was a he does so i was trying to be romantic <laughs> yes yeah i got home late um that day from working yeah mm-hmm. and um so so we just had to be intentional with that yeah i think it's, it's what we're talking about coming back to each other is really remembering why you're together Mm-hmm. remembering because all the things like we're talking about us and our situation with having our third baby and none of that would happen if we would have never came together in the first place none of this would have come to fruition if we wouldn't have uh, dated and God wouldn't say yep Darren that's your wife and we wouldn't have got married and I think you have to remember why God brought you together absolutely and if you and because the world and life would throw so many curveballs at you and busy you so much you will forget that this is my best friend and this is the person i that i get the privilege of doing life with for the rest of my life absolutely and it's important it's the most important relationship that you will have on this earth besides the one that you have with god and it's the one that god has given you as a uh, testament of his love for you absolutely um, i will say that as a sidebar if you ever doubt god's love for you look at your spouse and your spouse should be just a burning testament of how much god loves you because he gave you your spouse absolutely that's in a healthy marriage of course absolutely that is in a healthy marriage of course but so we so you have to remember why you came up together and it's important for you to take time to do that and it, it sometimes it may seem like it's saying um I don't know, I don't want to say inconvenience because it's it's not that's not the word I'm looking for, but it, it will take you to sacrifice. Maybe that's the word I'm looking for. It may yeah. take a sacrifice of you giving up some of your time for sleep or some of your time for work or whatever you want to de- dedicate that time to. It may take you sacrificing that time to spend with your spouse to remind your spouse that hey, um, nothing is more important to you. And that well. I can't even say anything more than that because that is one of the most, um, you said the, the most important thing, sacrifice, because mm-hmm. um, what is marriage other than daily oh, sacrificing Absolutely. for each other and serving one another and loving one another? 
Um, and for us, again, he's we're talking about our situation, but what is your situation? Yeah. Take a look at where you are and exactly. where you and your spouse are relationally in the moment. Where do you how do you need to come back to each other? Where um, um, how can you do that? Mm -hmm. And in what areas do you need to do that? One of the other areas that Darren and I had to get back to was sex. Mm -hmm. I mean, the thing about it, it does bring closeness, relationship. It's very it important yeah. in your marriage. Okay, sex. Is, let's let's just not pretend like it's it's not a big deal. It's a big deal. Okay, it's a, it's a big deal. And the thing about it is, we had to get back to that too, with the busyness of a mm. newborn. Me homeschooling, taking the kids to their their places and their appointments and their uh, things with their friends and then we're going to church and yep. you're working and then we just have other things we're doing all of that you can easily phone it in I had a really long day we mm. always I, I have a lot of long days okay we all do yeah we all do but it's important that we make time to um, come together in that way because our marriage needs it you don't want to give footholds or yes. avenues or open up any type of doors that uh, could possibly um, allow someone to be tempted to the point of leading astray. Right. Um, there are moments where you won't have that uh, sexual relationship because, you know, like for whatever reason. And you could be traveling or whatever. Yeah, there know. are some moments that where it's just not feasible um, but it should not be all the time. And, you know, you right. just have to, you have to try. Absolutely. You definitely do. And that's definitely a very important thing that you and should within, be having. Within a healthy marriage. Yeah, Let me put that in there. <laughs> Everything we talk about is within a healthy marriage for sure <laughs> yeah. in this conversation. Yeah. And I think um, what we would like for you guys to do is just maybe even if you want to set a reminder in your phone or something once a week or once a month or whatever you guys think necessary. And it's ask yourself important questions like, when was the last time me and my spouse had a meaningful conversation? Oh, so good. When was the last time we were by ourselves and we laughed? Yeah. Uh, when was the last time we watched a movie together or did a Bible study together? When was the last time we prayed together? My goodness, we just watched a movie together and it was so funny. And the thing yeah. about it was, I'm going to be honest, I was so tired. Yeah. Um. And, and then I had like recording on my mind. I was like, no, we need to record. We need to try to get that. But I was like, you know what? No, we need to actually sit down and watch a movie together and spend time together because that's important. Yes. None of this even works. Savor Your Marriage podcast doesn't even work if Say I'm that. not savoring my marriage. Say with my husband it's not even you know like i i think i just get so tired of of all of the stuff that goes like here's a marriage book here's a marriage blog here's a marriage that's all great we've got all of that mm -hmm. uh marriage book hopefully one day yeah. um speaking we, to yeah right we got <laughs> all of those things that we're trying to do for marriages but what good is it Correct. What fruit comes from it if we're not investing and in taking our own advice? Absolutely. So we're not just shooting stuff out, telling you what to do and just trying to, because it sounds good. We're doing it in our own marriage and we know it works. Yes, I was about to say the same thing. We, we see the fruit from it. It's just so important that you really focus in on the most important earthly relationship you will have. And that's the one you have with your spouse. And it emulates so much 
our relationship with Christ, of, of him being um, the groom and we be the bridegroom. It's that important. It's, it, I think God emulated um, marriage that way on purpose. And we should just take it very, very seriously that this relationship is more important than anybody else's relationship. And this world throws so much at you to where it honestly, a lot of times we spend more time with other people than we do with our spouse. That's why we have to be so intentional about it. That is exactly right. I just said I spent eight hours a day at work. I don't have eight hours with you every day. Not that I I would love to. Right. But I can't in order for this family to, you know, have what we need. And that's just a natural occurrence for most most people and most married couples. So you have to be very intentional with the time that you have and make sure that it matters. Make sure that you both are are, are in tune to when it's time to come back together exactly exactly intentionality you have Mm. to be intentional you have to be um focused and and in which area are you needing to come back together are you needing to come back together as friends yeah are you needing to come back together as um partners and parenting do you need to come back together sexually how are you needing to come back together because all of those things encompass um build your marriage and you need to be um aware that's what i want to say of where you are and we just so we were just very aware of where we are we needed time together to laugh we needed that time together to just Mm -hmm. oh enjoy each other's company Mm -hmm. i don't think we had too much with the sex thing because i think we came back pretty good yeah yeah (laughs) i think we came back pretty good once once the doctor cleared all of that right back in the game um but we that doesn't mean that i'm not um i'm not always aware of where we are sexually Mm -hmm. um and making sure that we are taking um care in those those moments so i just i guess i just want to be an encouragement to people in Mm. in that arena yeah and so when i mentioned you know you know maybe sitting there reminding your in your phone or whatever you want to do Make sure you guys have those conversations to make sure that each one of you uh, needs are being met. And that don't necessarily mean sexual needs every time. But again, are you filling um, the love buckets? Are you filling um, the affection bucket of just giving a non-sexual hug to each other? Non-sexual touches. Are you filling the laugh bucket? Do you feel seen and heard by your spouse? And just make sure you guys are discussing that. And so that can be a part of the conversation when you guys are coming back together. Because you, again, you may not know. We can't, we can't read your spouse's mind all the time, even though you probably are very aware of what they normally like. You just want to give them that opportunity and a safe space to let you know, oh, man, I, I really could use a hug. Or I could really use more of your I time. I do that, guys, literally <laughs> yeah. all the time. I, uh, I literally will just come downstairs because Darren works from home. And I will just come downstairs and like, can I have a hug? Because I need, like, those moments and... Um, as often as he can, if he is not um, too busy or he is not in the middle of a conversation or a meeting or something, mm-hmm. he stops what he's doing and he gives me that hug. Now, that's just what we're able to do because yes. of the position that he has at work. And we're so grateful for that. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, what are those? That That's kind of what we talked about with the marriage check-ins. You yep. need to be checking in. You, you need do. to be checking in with each other to see where you are yep. and to see when or where or how you need to come back to each other because, my goodness, you don't want to get so far apart. 
don't. You don't, don't want to get so far apart because um, if you get so far apart, um, emotionally, mm-hmm. emotional detachment, oh, I would say it's harder or worse than physical detachment. Yeah. And that is that is literally what can happen when you don't do those check-ins and when you're not being intentional with your time with each other, that emotion, emotional distance comes in mm-hmm. and that is difficult because um, that, that that just plays such an important part in your marriage and your relationships. Man, it's the same way of working out. You start a good workout routine and then something happens and you, and you stop and you miss a couple of days here and there. The longer you miss days, the harder it's going to be for you to start back working out. Exactly. And then when you find a new workout, it's going to be awkward and hard. You're going to find yourself getting sore uh, faster and uh, uh, longer, rather. And you continue to work your relationship muscle, if you will, or your marriage muscle, if you will, by staying in the game, staying connected with it, staying in tune with it so you don't fall off. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready type of a deal with your marriage. Because the longer you go without having these conversations, the longer you go without checking in, the harder it's going to be for you to come back. You may feel awkward. You may feel like, oh, man, maybe I shouldn't check in now because I haven't checked in so long, which is definitely the wrong thing to do. And again, that falls right into what Satan wants you to do. We've talked about this so many times about how God is for your marriage. So if God's for your marriage and Satan is against your marriage, Satan doesn't want you guys to be close. Satan doesn't want you guys to be connected. He doesn't want you guys to have... In any way. He doesn't want you guys to have clear conversations with each other. He doesn't want you to pray with each other. He wants you as far apart as you possibly can. So he will uh, give you a whole lot of avenues to where you can be opportunity, whether it be work, whether it be your children, hanging out with friends, friends, whatever thing, whatever hobbies you do. If you coach on the side or whatever it is that you do, he will use any tactic he can to make sure you guys are far away from each other to the point where you only see your spouse in the morning when you wake up in the day and you see them again at the end of the day. And that's the only interaction you're having throughout the day. You can't do that, guys. Your marriage will not be able to sustain that way. It really won't. It really won't. You have to be intentional. You have to be aware. Um, and you just want to make sure that you are doing your check-ins. And mm-hmm. that, 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 is so, that is so very important. Mm-hmm. I, I love that you, that you mentioned how the enemy doesn't want you together because that's, that is so very clearly um, the truth in a lot of ways. And so yeah. how do you come back to each other? Sometimes it might just be a movie night at home. Sometimes it may be a walk um, after dinner. We are not walkers after dinner, but you, not a winner. <laughs> but you might be a walker after dinner. However, if it's like playing a card game at night, Darren and I play card games sometimes at night. Yes. I win. I do mm. enjoy playing those card <laughs> games at night because I usually win. And let me tell you why that's so important because this man always seems to win the games in the house and it is the most annoying thing oh my gosh the kids don't even sometimes want to play games because he always wins you play to win a game and what else are we playing for i don't know fun uh, yeah and winning is fun winning (laughs) you know what (laughs) i don't have time (laughs) it's just what it is oh my gosh okay so i think i'm done talking about that part do we have something else we want to add um, no, I think that's it. I, you know what? One thing I did think about one thing is that you do, um, when we come together 
is sometimes you will ask me, um, did God tell me anything today? Or did I learn anything in a Bible study that I did or did my devotion and stuff like that? And I actually love those conversations. Those are some of my favorite talks with you when I'm able to reveal any new revelation that God has given me or anything that I believe God has spoken into my life. And I'll be able to give that to you. I think that fuels um, our fire, in a sense, as a marriage or whatever. It's almost a spiritual turn-on, if you can say that. Oh I don't my know. gosh, Darren. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know. <laughs> this is one of those things where if I'm able to tell you what I'm hearing, and then when you tell me something you heard me, I, I tell you sometimes, like, hey, I like that. <laughs> I think I think that um, that is good because... Honestly, being able to spiritually come together, that's an important thing, too, because there are several levels into where you need to be um, intimate, where you need to be together. And spiritual intimacy is a thing. Yes, it is. Um, I think last year or the year before we we talked about um, different levels of intimacy mm-hmm. and how you meet each other spiritually. Yep. And that is a real thing. And for. Yeah, I want to know. I want to know, like, what did God tell you? Because. I love to know that you hear from God. Yeah. I love to know that you are spiritually tapped in to the word of God. And that just that that brings confidence to me to know that um, I have a leader in the household that can hear from God. That that's that's also a really big thing. Sorry, guys. I think my um, glasses have been bumping the mic and I apologize for that. But um... I don't think I haven't noticed anything. Well, you know, it's... I I do look at you quite a bit. You, Oh, my God. And that's how I know (laughs) it is time to end the podcast. Okay, okay. (laughs) All right. But as always, we end all our podcasts with prayer, and that will continue. So, Heavenly Father, we just pray for all those who are listening um, to this podcast. I just pray for those who are married. I just pray that you would give them um, the wisdom and the know-how to come back together to recognize how important it is that you are for their marriage and it is important that they spend time intentionally um, coming together, reminding themselves of why you brought them together and how important their marriage is, not only to themselves, um, but to their children if they have children, but also to friends and other people who are watching them and probably looking for a healthy um, example of a marriage, Lord God. It's important for them as well. So continue to pour into us, Lord God. Continue to help us to spend intentional time coming back together and staying together, Lord God. As we do this, we know that we will keep the enemy at bay and you will continue to shine your light on our marriage. We love you so much, Lord. We give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And until next time, guys. Bye. Bye.